the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. I welcome you to another week of Bruce Hooley shows here on the Answer Network, 94.5 in Dayton, 98.9 in Columbus. All crime is a tragedy, but not all tragedies are crimes. We have plenty of crime to tell you about involving young people, but we have a tragedy to tell you about that also involves a young person, and uh, we are uh, saddened, uh, as we were Friday when we heard of this, that an 11-year-old student in the Big Walnut School District is in Nationwide Children's Hospitals, had multiple surgeries. He's recovering from what is decidedly a very freak accident uh, at what should be a very joyous occasion. The 11-year-old boy named Kenny was walking alongside a parade float Friday night in the Big Walnut High School football homecoming parade. And somehow, some way, uh, the young man lost his balance, lost his footing, tripped and fell, and was then uh, run over by the float, the trailer, that he was following along beside. Uh, and so he was taken to Nationwide Children's in critical condition. He's had a couple surgeries. Uh, news reports say that he uh, is acknowledging people there with uh, head nods and hand motions. Uh, but this is certainly a very, very tragic situation, and there is a GoFundMe page to help raise fa- raise money for the family's medical costs, which to date has raised more than $75,000. So we will place that GoFundMe page, a link to that, on the Bruce Willis Show Facebook page, and you can uh, contribute to that if you are so moved to do so. And they have counselors available at Big Walnut Schools today uh, because I'm sure this uh, young man is very popular with his classmates, and this is um, quite Uh, an unforeseen event and a very unfortunate event. So our uh, prayers are with him, his family, those caregivers who are taking care of him. And uh, we, as I said, will place that GoFundMe link on my Bruce Hooley Show Facebook page a little later. We will talk at uh, length today at noon with J.D. Vance, Republican Senate candidate. J.D., a week away from the first of two debates, one week and two weeks away, debates that he will have with Democratic candidate Tim Ryan. And... It's pretty obvious how the Democrats are going to attack J.D. Vance. They're going to attack him for being endorsed by Donald Trump. They're going to attack him for prior to the 2016 presidential election, uh, saying very critical things about Donald Trump. And they're going to try to make J.D. Vance seem unreasonable on abortion because the Democrats would love to make the upcoming midterm election about abortion, not about the economy, not about the border, not about crime. Those are things that can touch your life every single day and do touch your life every single day. Very few people are touched by abortion, although abortion is a desperate evil in our culture. 
And J.D. Vance's position is the rational, reasonable, kind, compassionate position. Tim Ryan's is the extreme position, except he won't articulate what his position is. And like most Democrats, he is not held to the fire to articulate his position because most journalists are libs, leftists, Marxists, and share the view that abortion is not about the child, but is about the woman's promiscuity and absolving her of the consequences for her promiscuity or carelessness. It is not hard to not get pregnant. There is a foolproof way to not get pregnant. And so uh, we will talk to J.D. Vance about that, and I will tell you where Tim Ryan was recently and whose company he was in, and uh, I hope that it will show you just what kind of a person Tim Ryan is. But I talked at the top about the 11-year-old boy, Big Walnut. We have another young man who is in a hospital at this moment. He's five years old, five years old. And he is a youngster who lives in the uh, Linden neighborhood of Columbus, uh, near north side, northeast side. And he was shot in the head Sunday afternoon, self-inflicted gunshot. He was in the care of Tayante Diggs, who... um, this morning was arraigned in Franklin County for child endangerment as Mr. Diggs was in charge of the boy's care, watching the boy. Mr. Diggs had a gun. The boy somehow got a hold of the gun and the boy shot himself in the head. So we certainly pray for his recovery. These are uh, horrendous, horrendous injuries. Late last week, a 10-year-old boy, a 10-year-old boy was arrested when um, school personnel at the Westgate Alternative Elementary School on Wicklow Road uh, found a gun in his backpack, a 10-year-old taking a gun to school. Uh, I'm going to assume that a 10-year-old cannot procure a gun on his own unless it is a gun owned by a relative and that the relative was careless in the... uh, care and security of that gun and that that's how the 10-year-old got a hold of it and took it to school. So um, this speaks to the level of guns in our community, uh, the level of poor parenting in our community, and you don't have to put two and two together to understand that a young person with a gun can lead to the kind of event that we saw on Sunday where a five-year-old boy got a hold of a gun and shot himself. Now, we have uh, also in the news today the aftermath of a Friday night press conference at the Ohio State House held by the family of Donovan Lewis. Donovan Lewis, 20-year-old black man, shot fatally by Columbus police on August 30th while they were serving a warrant around 2 a.m. at his apartment in the hilltop because Donovan Lewis was wanted for felony mishandling of a firearm and for domestic violence and assault on his pregnant girlfriend. The press conference Friday night was not any new information. It was not the revelation that the officer had been exonerated, the officer had been charged, any new information on the case. This was an additional plea from the family of Donovan Lewis and Donovan Lewis's attorney, Rex Elliott, that the Columbus police officer who fired the shot, 
that killed Donovan Lewis should be arrested. And they are demanding this officer's arrest right away. Well, let's dig into this, shall we? Uh, The attorney, Rex Elliott, showed a still photograph, a still photograph of Donovan Lewis on the bed, rising out of the bed, and then this purportedly is the moment where the officer fired his weapon. Mr. Elliott said, could there be any more clear evidence of a reckless shooting? There were no weapons in that apartment. There was no justification for the shooting. There were absolutely other means by which they could have addressed the situation, but officer, the officer, I'll say, I'm not going to mention the officer's name on the air because until I am told that the officer committed a crime, which would mean he's charged with a crime, I see no reason to mention his name. But the officer chose as a first resort to fire a lethal weapon. Uh, Rex Elliott is not speaking truthfully there. Rex Elliott is not speaking remotely truthfully there. A still photograph, let me take it apart by sentence by sentence for Mr. Elliott. A still photograph is not clear evidence of a reckless shooting because life is not lived in still photographs. I'm sure that no one more than the officer, okay, I'll allow maybe uh, Donovan Lewis's family. I'm sure that I think it's equally shared the desire that this not have happened. It's equally shared by Donovan Lewis's family and by the officer. I think the officer wants to have potentially be charged with a crime for doing his job serving the public. You think the officer wants to kill someone? Yes, I know there are a few unhinged among you who would say, yes, I do think officers like to go out and shoot unarmed black men. Well, you are crazy if you think that. Could there be any more clear evidence of a reckless shooting? A still photograph is not clear evidence of anything except a segment of time that is paused. And the officer cannot live in that kind of existence because if he could, the officer would have said, I'm so glad I live in a world where I can pause live action and I can walk over to that bed where Donovan Lewis is rising from, and I can shine my flashlight on his hand, and I can see that, oh, that's a vape pen in his hand. That's not a weapon. I was operating under the mistaken notion that someone charged with felony mishandling of a firearm, someone who's such a miscreant that they would physically assault their pregnant girlfriend, might not have my best interest at heart and might actually have a weapon in their bed And after failing to come to the door while we pounded on the door for eight to ten minutes, and after failing to come to the door after we released a canine officer in the apartment to bark incessantly for three or four more minutes, I was under the failed impression that this guy might be a danger to me. And that's why I fired my weapon. But now, since I have a still photograph, and I can go look at it and make a purposed, reasoned decision... While at no peril of being shot myself, I realize that there's no reason for me to fire my weapon at Donovan Lewis. So Rex Elliott, you are a fool, and more uh, egregiously than being a fool, you are stoking hatred in our community with your ridiculous assertions. We will have U.S. Senate candidate J.D. Vance with us at noon today, and we will talk about 
a bloody month in the stock market. Yowza. With Josh Pick of Aptus Wealth Management at 1230. Uh, The S&P 500 declined 9% in September. It is at its lowest rate since March of 2020. What happened in March of 2020? The pandemic. We shut everything down. Joe Biden took office. We have vaccines, therapeutics, an additional year of clarity on how to treat COVID, and the stock market has tanked. We had an economy ready to roar back. He spent a bunch of money we didn't have, printed a bunch of money we shouldn't have printed, and we now have three straight losing quarters with the S&P 500, which is down 25% from the start of the year. 25%. From the start of the year. And Biden thinks he's doing a phenomenal job. And you're an idiot if you don't think so, too. Okay. We were telling you about the press conference Friday night. So we'll talk to Josh Pig at 1230. Telling you about the press conference Friday night at the State House. Donovan Lewis's family. Donovan Lewis, 20-year-old black man, shot to death by Columbus police while they were serving a warrant on August the 30th. Donovan Lewis's attorney and Donovan Lewis's family says it's been 30 days. The officer who fired the shot should be arrested. Rex Elliott, the attorney, I already told you what a stupid comment he made about using a still photograph to say it was clear evidence of a reckless shooting. Life does not exist in still photographs. I'm sure the officer involved in the shooting would have loved to have gone into the room, paused time, like if only this had been on DVR, right? He could have paused it, gone in there. What's in your hand, Donovan? Oh, it's a vape pen, not a gun. Okay, I can relax now. The standard for police culpability in a shooting, ladies and gentlemen, is not what the person who is shot actually proves to have had in their hand. It is what the officer had a reasonable expectation might be in their hand. And you cannot separate the facts of the case from the understandable raw. You have to separate the facts of the case from the understandable raw feelings of the family. You must separate the two. The family, of course, mourns the death of their son and brother and desperately want his death to have counted for something, even if it is only a pound of flesh from the police officer who fired the weapon. But the facts of the case are that Donovan Lewis did not come to the door when officers pounded on the door for 10 minutes. The fact of the case is that he was wanted for felony mishandling of a firearm and for domestic violence against his pregnant girlfriend. This paints a kind of expectation in the officers serving the warrant as to what kind of individual they are going to encounter. And when the individual who they are there to serve the warrant upon does not come to the door in a reasonable period of time when you are making a ruckus in the hallway for 8 to 10 minutes and then you unleash a police dog, a German shepherd barking outside his bedroom door. And by the way, I'm just going to go way out on a limb here and guess that Donovan Lewis's apartment is like every apartment I've ever lived in where the walls are not exactly soundproof, particularly interior walls. It is ludicrous to think that the officer should not have drawn some kind of a conclusion about Donovan Lewis's desire to cooperate with their arrest. It is ludicrous to not draw a conclusion from the fact that he did not come out of his bedroom for more than 10 minutes while the officers were banging on his exterior door and banging on his bedroom door and had a dog barking outside his bedroom door. It is 
utterly ludicrous to assume that he is such a sound sleeper that he had no idea there were police officers in his apartment there to serve a warrant on him. Absolutely 100% ludicrous. If Donovan Lewis comes to the door in the first three minutes the officers are there with his hands on top of his head, Donovan Lewis is alive today. He's alive today. Okay? And that's not to say that he's responsible for his death. It is to say that his actions played a role in forming the reactions of the police officer and that those reactions may in fact be found by the Bureau of Criminal Investigation to have been reasonable reactions. So Rex Elliott, the attorney for Donovan Lewis, said at the press conference, there were no weapons in that apartment. There was no justification for the shooting. There were absolutely other means by which they could have addressed the situation. But the officer chose as a first resort to fire a lethal weapon. Well, that is not true. How are, how did they, how are they to know that there are no weapons in the apartment? Mr. Elliott. The justification for the shooting may be determined to be that it was dark in the bedroom and Donovan Lewis got up and had something in his hand and that they made a reasonable expectation that somebody who was being arrested at that moment for felony mishandling of a firearm, it was a reasonable expectation that what he would have had in his hand after not coming to the door might have been a weapon. That's a reasonable expectation. In my view, we'll see if BCI thinks it's a reasonable expectation. And the, uh, I believe it was the mother, no, it was Mr. Elliott who said, we are here 30 days later and our patience is running out. There is no reason to drag out this investigation. Well, you are not in charge of the investigation, Mr. Elliott. And then Mrs., uh, not Mrs. Lewis, but Lewis's mother, Rebecca Dunn, cited another Columbus police shooting where the officer, she said, was arrested in six days and it has been a month since her son's death, and nothing has been done. In fact, her comment is incorrect. The officer in that case was not indicted until six weeks later. He was fired by Columbus police, but he was not charged until six weeks later. So on that particular timetable, you should be holding your press conference for two more weeks before you can make a comparable comparison of the timetable involved. And this is where the advocates for Donovan Lewis lose me, is when they make demands that are unreasonable, silly demands, calling for the end of qualified immunity, which would mean that police officers and other government officials could be sued in civil court while they are carrying out their assigned duties. We have a 25% deficit in finding police officers to replace those in Columbus who have been chased off by six-figure retirement packages dangled by city administration that wants these cops who do not buy into their new reimagining, and I wish I had harp music to play with that because it's foolish, the reimagining of police. You have a 25% deficit in recruiting police. You want that to be 50%, 75%? Tell cops they can be sued in civil court for performing their duty. Three 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.